Welcome to Pursuing Joy, and join me as we rebel against society and pursue joy in our lives by taking the focus off of ourselves and placing it on loving God and others in our daily lives. Together, we will soften our hearts, calm our minds, and settle into the perspective that we were created on purpose, for a purpose, and how our souls thrive on being connected with one another. We'll dig into the Word, discuss real-life highs and lows, and lean into the pure joy we are given from loving God and people. I'm your host, Samantha McCoy. I'm a believer, military wife, nurse turned stay-at-home mama, and I am so honored to spend time with you. Let's dig in. Hey everyone, welcome to Pursuing Joy. I am so honored to spend time with you today. In this episode, we are going to be talking about purpose and calling and obedience, and I'm going to share a bit of my my personal testimony. I want to take a look at a couple of stories in the Bible with um, the Apostle Peter, and then look at how we can pursue joy in our lives by stepping into our calling. So to start out with my personal testimony, I grew up knowing of God, but I didn't know God. I did not have a personal relationship with Him. And especially in my later years after college, I very much leaned into and embraced the YOLO lifestyle. And for those of you who don't know, YOLO stands for you only live once. And I very much embraced that lifestyle in a lot of the wrong ways. On the outside, everything looked good. I seemed happy. I had a good job. I had friends. I had a very active social life and things things looked good. But on the inside, I was craving something more. I was longing for a relationship with God. And I knew that that was the part of my life that was missing, but I didn't quite know how how to do that. So I ended up staying in Kansas City after nursing school and I moved to an apartment at the hill of at the bottom of the hill of a church and I kept driving by the church every day, sometimes multiple times a day and I just I wouldn't even make eye contact with the church because I knew I needed to go in and I needed to attend a service and I was scared I was not ready to do that. Um, I, one day I finally got the courage to go in and I instantly knew that that was what I had been craving. That was where I was going to be able to foster and start a relationship with God, with being surrounded in that environment and with those people. That was what my heart was needing in that season. And from that moment that I knew that this was a life change and this is what my soul was in need of. and to the time that I truly changed my life to full out living for God, there was definitely a gap there. I spent months and months wrestling with it. I was desperately clinging to Jesus while also struggling very much to let go of this lifestyle in the way that I had been living. I was nervous to give up that lifestyle because I knew that it meant I was going to have to lose some things. And that made me very nervous because I didn't know what that was going to look like. Um, For me, when I say that I wrestled, that really looked like inconsistency with church. I would make up excuses in my head as to why I didn't need to go to church. Um, 
And sometimes I would show up hungover, but I was showing up and serving. I started slowly getting involved in the church, going to some Bible studies um, and greeting at church. And that getting my foot into the church and getting involved and being surrounded and meeting those people and doing life with those people and, and continuing to show up, even though it was hard and even though it was something that I wrestled with, made a huge difference in my faith walk. And I remember multiple mornings where I felt God calling me. I was in bed and it was probably, they were all really low mornings for me. And I remember God just pouring into me saying, I've called you to so much more. And it was never from a place of shame, but as a place of love. And it would wreck me every time I would hear that. And on Valentine's Day of 2016, I was baptized again. And my life was really forever changed after that day. That was when I really started full out living for God. And I felt this joy inside of me that was constant no matter what. And I loved it. I do. I still love it. Shortly after I was baptized, I ended up reconnecting with Mason, who's my now husband, and we began dating. I actually ran into him at church. And after we had been dating for a couple of months, we both realized that God had been doing a spiritual transformation in both of us in separate locations. He was in flight school for the army. I was back in Kansas City, and we both got rebaptized around the same time and both had lives um, living for God. So I say that we reconnected because we had actually met 10 years prior to that moment back in high school. And that story alone will be my forever reminder of how God's timing is always perfect. God was preparing us for when we would reconnect so that we would both be ready. He is so good. We dated for around six months and then Mason left for a nine-month deployment to go to Afghanistan. And he came home. We got married within the year that he got home. We were both like, hey, you know what? We've been through a deployment. I think we're good to go. And a couple of months before we got married, Mason sat me down and asked, what if we quit our jobs and traveled and volunteered for a year? And at the time, we had plans. This was just a couple months before we got married. We had plans to move to Philadelphia. He was going to work there. My job was going to allow me to work there. And that was really... That was a plan. And... Everything was pointing to Philadelphia. And he interrupted that with, hey, what if we quit our jobs and traveled and volunteered for a year? And I immediately was like, uh, yes, absolutely. And that was back in 2018. And that was the year God placed it on my heart to start start a blog or something to that nature. I figured um, it would be to share my faith through our adventures. And I will say, I started an Instagram account sharing our adventures and sharing the things that we were doing, that was easy to do. But talking about my faith publicly, that was still very uncomfortable for me. And I was not quite ready to step into that. So I, I'd have to look back on posts, but I don't think that I ever did. So you, that was 2018 that God placed that on my heart. At the end of that year, we found out I was pregnant with our son, Cooper. We decided to settle down in Kansas City again. I went back to working as a nurse. Mason went back to work. COVID set in. 
Um, and then when Cooper was eight months old, I found out I was pregnant with our daughter, Myla. And we, finding out I was pregnant out with her was, there was so much joy and so much overwhelmed because we knew Mason was not going to be home for her birth because he was going to, he was gearing up for another deployment. So I've just entered my third trimester. Cooper's 15 months old and Mason leaves for a year long deployment. In the midst of the deployment, I have two under two as a temporary solo parent. I am stressed most days. God was so faithful during that year that Mason was gone because he sent me so many people to love on us, to care for us. And I'm forever grateful for that. But it's not the same as having your spouse home to help with the kids and to do life with you and just all of that. So in the midst of this deployment, I have two under two. I'm a temporary solo parent. I am stressed out every day, very much in survival mode. God picks this time to have the Holy Spirit press into me that I need to be doing something with the podcast because at that time, I knew in my heart that I was going to be doing a podcast at some point. It was to the point that the Holy Spirit which was nudging me daily to do something for it. And I, <laughs> in the midst of my overwhelm, I was like, all right, message received loud and clear. I got to start taking action. Mason came home and... um Obviously, that was a, an amazing time. We had this wonderful reunion, and I now had with my with Mason being home, I now had this magical thing called time and freedom to step out of the house when I needed to. Um, so I really spent time pouring into the podcast, and I really, in doing that, I was became very much more intentional with my morning time, and that really strengthened my faith. And setting aside that morning time for me, I was so excited to do it. The first couple of days, it was like, oh, I got to get up so early. I really need to sleep. But then I I think it was on another podcast. I heard somebody say, hey, you're going to be tired. Whether you woke up, wake up now, or if you wake up 30 minutes before or an hour before, you're probably still going to be tired, <laughs> especially having toddlers. So that was my motivation. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be tired regardless. So I'm just going to get up and I'm going to spend time with God. And then my nights became, I was so excited when I would go to bed because I was like, I get to spend time with God in the morning. And when I opened the Bible, I read the Bible in school growing up and, you know, popcorning through chapters of the Bible. But it's so different when you sit down and you intentionally spend time with God to, have I just had light bulbs going off everywhere. Anyways, I can talk about that forever because I it genuinely brings me so much joy, joy in the mornings. So I started pouring into it and then I started the podcast. So that was in 2022. Obviously, you can see a bit of a pattern, just those two examples of my life, but I knew God was calling me multiple times in my life. And there was a gap of time from the time that I felt that calling to the time that I actually started stepping into it. There were gaps and some were months and some were years and years. So personally, things that held me back were doubt, fear. I felt unqualified, feeling unworthy, shame for my past, was worried about what others would think. Those were really the 
the main things for me that stopped me from stepping out. So I want to take a look at Peter in the Bible. So a lot of you know about Peter. He's one of the 12 disciples. And to clarify, Simon, Simon Peter, and Peter are all the same person. Peter was a professional fisherman. It's how he earned a living, and he was good at it. So we're picking up in the Bible when Jesus calls his first disciples. It's Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. And I'm reading from the English Standard Version if you, if you want to read along, but I will go ahead and read it. On one occasion, while the crowd was pressing in on him to hear the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Genseray, and he saw two boats by the lake. But the fishermen had gone out of them and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, which was Simon's, he asked him to put out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people from the boat. And when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. And Simon answered, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. But at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they enclosed a large number of fish and their nets were breaking. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. But when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus's knees saying, depart from me for I am a sinful man, O Lord, for he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish that they had taken. And so also were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, Do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. And when they had brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him. I want to point out a couple of things from this story. There were two boats. And I love that the Bible says that Jesus knew whose boat he was stepping into. So then he asked Peter to cast his nets in. Like I said, Peter is a professional fisherman. This is what he did for a living. So Peter responded in a way that I probably would have responded. Hey, we've been doing this all night and nothing. So he relays doubt. Then he says, but if you say to do it, we will. And he casts the nets in. It's an act of obedience. The nets were breaking. There was so much fish. The boats began to sink. A miracle was performed. Jesus saw the doubt and he blessed the obedience with a miracle. Let's look at another story about Peter and Matthew 14 verses 22 to 33. So at this point in the Bible, Jesus's disciples had been following him for a while. They had seen him perform many miracles from the time of the miracle I just mentioned with the nets breaking and so many fish to the one we're about to talk about, which is him walking on water. There have been approximately 14 miracles performed by Jesus. So this miracle is one we're all very familiar with. And to set the context, Jesus had just finished feeding the 5,000, which was another miracle. So it says, immediately he made the disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side while he dismissed the crowds. And after he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was a long way from the land, beaten by the waves, for the wind was against them. And in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them, walking on the sea. But when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, It's a ghost! And they cried out in fear. But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. 
he said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came to Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Jesus immediately reached out his hand and took hold of him, saying to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased, and those in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. So let's look at a couple important things from this story. The disciples saw someone walking on water, and their immediate response was fear. Jesus immediately responds with, Do not be afraid. It's me. And I love that Jesus, like I said, had performed so many miracles before this, and his disciples had been with him throughout all of those. And with him day and night, he had been pouring into them, teaching them, and their immediate response was fear because they didn't know what what it was. Peter responds with doubt. If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. Jesus responds with one word, come. And at this point, he's performed so many miracles. He could have been frustrated, like, come now. I have called you out here. Get out of the boat. But he doesn't. He lovingly just says, come. Peter got out of the boat in active obedience. And he walked on the water and came to Jesus. The miracle is Jesus walking on water, but so did Peter. Because of Peter's act of obedience and stepping out of the boat, he got to share in the miracle with Jesus. Jesus saw Peter's doubt and he blessed his obedience. So looking at calling and purpose and obedience in a little more depth, purpose I think this is something that people struggle with in life is wanting to know what their purpose is in life. Our purpose collectively as Christians and those who follow Jesus, our purpose is to glorify God. That is your purpose on this earth is to glorify God. We love God and we love people and we we serve others and we glorify him. That is our purpose. Our calling is unique to us. I don't know what your your calling is. That's between you and God. But God has equipped you and he qualifies you for your calling. He gifts you supernatural giftings. And your supernatural gifts and the natural gifts that you have push you into your calling, equip you for your calling. Peter was a fisherman. And I love that Jesus calls him, lay down your nets, come and follow me. You will be a fisher of men. You might have an idea of what what you're being called out to. I believe that you will be called multiple times in your life. God is going to call you to things throughout your life. And you might have an idea of what that is. Like, oh, I think God's calling me to do this. Or you know what? You could be looking back in your past and be like, I think God was asking me to step out then. If you're anything like me, I felt those that calling multiple times and I struggled with them. And even though I wasn't stepping into my calling, God didn't, God didn't cease on pushing that calling on me. He knew it was for me. 
it never went away. I never stopped feeling God calling me into things. I, I, I never have. That never stopped. To step into your calling takes obedience and active obedience. You have to say yes and you have to act. So what's stopping you from being obedient to something that God's calling you to do? I think this is where people, like I said, I get, I've gotten stuck there. I get stuck in obedience. And I think this is where other people get stuck. So I think it's really important to address what is holding you back. Is it fear, unworthiness, doubt? Whatever it is, name it, be aware of it. Jesus is the perfect example of love, obedience, and surrendering. When he was near to death, he cried out to God, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Praying God's will over our lives is what we should be doing daily. And especially when we have an internal battle that's causing us to struggle from an act of obedience. And know that God will see the doubt and the fear, but he will bless your obedience. Find joy in the relatability of the disciples' feelings. The disciples were Jesus's closest friends. By his side, day and night, traveling with him, learning with him, watching him, perform miracle after miracle. And they struggled with doubt and fear. They struggled with it. So if you struggle with either of those or something else, then lean into those feelings and get to the root of them. What is causing you to feel that way? Bring it to God. Spend time in his word and let him to reveal things to you. But do not let it stop you. When you figure out what it is, bring that to God. Offer that up and let God know, like, I'm sorry that I struggled with doubting you. Don't let it stop you. I can say that in doing my podcast now. I will honestly tell you that my feelings haven't gone away. I still feel unqualified. I still face fear. I still feel unworthy. But God, I know that he has called me to do this for his glory, for his purpose, not mine. So I will step out into what God is asking me to do. Because when I've done it in the past, he has shown that he is faithful. So I have no reason to believe that he won't be in this. I'm just not allowing my feelings to stop me anymore. I will say the feelings lessen, the feelings of fear definitely lessen when I step out into them. So ask me in a year. We'll have a follow-up one in a year to see how I'm doing. But public speaking is not something I really enjoy. I spoke at a women's retreat a couple weekends ago. And just to be there, my first response was absolutely not. I'm doing, I'm not doing that because I was scared. Was I scared when I stepped up and started talking? Yes. <laughs> Public speaking in college was the only class that I intentionally missed. Absolutely terrified. So I think that it is so funny that now I am doing a podcast and talking publicly about my faith. And I, I hope that that relays to you because I know it does to me where the enemy was trying to pull me back from. Because the enemy is, your spiritual enemy is going to come at you. He does not want you to step into something that God has called you to. And throughout my life, I have been absolutely terrified of public speaking. I find that that is, without a doubt, the enemy holding me back from something. Take notice of any fear that you have. Fear is not from God. So if you're feeling fearful and stepping out in something, God, does, God doesn't want you to feel fear. That's from the enemy. 
He's trying to stop you. And I mentioned this in another episode, but if you feel fear stepping into something, give yourself a pat on the back because that is the enemy trying to hinder you from your calling. Step out anyways. Do not let those feelings stop you. When you step into what God is calling you to, he blesses you to be a blessing to others. So take notice of the opposition that might come at you so you're prepared to face it. You will always have a spiritual enemy trying to distract you from your calling, but your calling is not just for you. Keep your eyes on him. He is in control. When Peter stepped out of the boat, he kept his eyes on Jesus. The only time he started to sink when he took his eyes off of Jesus and he looked at the storm and he looked at the the fear, then he started to sink. And Jesus immediately grabs him up. says, you of little faith, why did you doubt? A second he thought that fear was going to take him and he was going to sink. Jesus pulls him out. Why did you doubt me? Keep your eyes on him. He is in control. Don't focus on the fear. Focus on him. He is in control. Don't focus on feeling unqualified. He qualifies you and equips you. He is in control. God is calling you. He does it in love. Jesus is saying, come. I have called you to so much more. Take a step out of the boat and watch him bless your obedience. I just want to cover us in prayer as we end. Father God, I thank you for this time. I thank you, Lord, that you've been speaking in to people's hearts. I thank you for the gifts that you give us to fulfill our calling. God, I pray everything that we are doing in our lives is to glorify you and show us areas where we're trying to take that glory for our own purposes. God, redirect us so that you are the purpose. Glorifying you is our purpose in life, God. I want to pray for anybody struggling with this, God. I pray for courage and boldness to consume them. I pray that the enemy, his fear, can't even touch them. I pray for an act of obedience to step into your calling, to take a foot out of the boat so that we can share in a miracle with you. I thank you that you are faithful. I thank you that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining for this episode. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss out on new episodes. Follow me on Instagram at pursuingjoy.podcast and on Facebook at pursuingjoywithsam. My email is in the show notes. Please feel free to reach out on any of my platforms. I look so forward to connecting with you. Remember, you are already equipped with gifts that make the way you love others unique. I pray your day is filled with joy and that you have opportunities to spread joy to others. I can't wait to spend time with you during the next episode. Oh,